Welcome to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. My name is Ava Arani and I'm your host on this show. And today I'm going to share with you a technique which has been absolutely life-changing in my spiritual practice. And actually a dear friend of mine, Jules, she calls this technique the yogi secret weapon. So I'm going to speak today about consecration. And let me give a little bit of a history about where this technique comes from and why it's relevant for us at this time and why it has been so powerful, why it is something that I still practice daily and I still recommend people to practice daily, if not multiple times a day, and definitely at those significant times in your life when you really need that extra support. So most of us sense that our spiritual practice is somehow being hindered by being in the world. We often have this sense that we want to run away to the mountains or to a monastery or to a spiritual community, some place where we can dedicate ourselves wholly to our meditation and our yoga and our spiritual study practice where we can be guided by a guru and there's this impulse in us and it's totally a spiritual impulse where we want to renounce the world. So we want to detach from or let go or rid ourselves of all of the, the stimulus of the world and the stimulus of the world somehow leads to our own desires and we're sick of our desires and we feel pulled by our desires and we feel trapped by our thoughts and our reactions and our desires and it all just seems that it's of this world and we're not of this world and somehow we sense that our spiritual practice is being hindered by the world and how great would it be to not have to act anymore and that's actually the um the foundation for one of the epic tales or epic texts in the Hindu tradition, which is called the Bhagavad Gita. And it's a part of a greater epic, the Mahabharata, which is a huge cosmogony of the story of India and how the state was created. And in the Bhagavad Gita, there is one of the most beautiful teachings of spirituality that I've ever come across. And it's to this day still referenced many, many times. And this is the teaching of Karma Yoga that Krishna gives this entire teaching and he gives it to Arjuna. And at this time, Krishna starts to explain to Arjuna the whole philosophy behind how action is actually better than non-action. So what are the dates of this text? It's said by the people who practice this religion of Hinduism in India. It said that the text was written thousands and thousands of years ago and is recited by Krishna himself. Or, you know, these are actually Krishna's words and Krishna himself has given this teaching. And Krishna is one of the deities in the Hindu pantheon, the blue one that is often surrounded by cows. And he really makes his debut and makes his mark in the Bhagavad Gita with this beautiful teaching that he gives. Scholars 
agree upon that yes the text was written thousands of years ago probably between the fifth and second century before common era so BCE and we can also consider the context of this period fifth to second century BCE in India was a time where renunciatory paths were starting to become more popular and the yogis that were practicing and all of these um, practitioners that eventually led into Buddhism and yoga, these practitioners that were ascetics and had renounced the world and were living in the forest and were outside of the caste system, this started to gain a little bit more momentum and um, became a little bit more well known that there were these other practitioners of spirituality living outside of society and what were they doing it's always you know in a functional approach we consider the context of when this text was written so it's a it's a text that is telling everyone that action is better than non-action and staying in the world and doing your duty in within the caste system is better than not and is better than renouncing the world however it's actually so even though it's developed at this time when renunciatory paths were starting to gain momentum and the mainstream hindu religion was probably wanting to advise against that and keep people within the caste system and still functioning in society and not having everyone run off into the forest still the teaching of karma yoga and the practice of consecration is actually more relevant for our time than ever before and so what is karma yoga karma yoga is a recommendation for how to act in the world without accruing karma and karma is really just the law of cause and effect that every time that we act in the world, we are setting off a chain of, of reactions that will follow. And every one of our actions is part of a chain of reactions from a previous action. And there's this idea that every action is somehow contributing to our bondage. So, or, or our sense of being um, condemned to needing to react or needing to fulfill the effects of every action that we take. And more than just a mystical perspective of, of action and reaction and that, you know, we have to reap all of the fruits of everything that we sow, we can just, we can consider it on a more um, scientific or um, contemporary level where we where we know that every activity that our body makes that our mind makes it there's some residue from that there's some effect and reaction that comes from every single action and even every single thought that we have it leads to more thoughts and and more actions and more reactions so Krishna gives this teaching in in the Bhagavad Gita that Arjuna is um, is maybe obsessed with the reactions and the effects of his activity and Krishna teaches him that 
that kind of obsession about the fruits of your action and about the outcomes of your action and about um, blaming and taking personal responsibility and blaming others, giving them responsibility for their actions is misguided because instead of looking at the actions and worrying so much about what you have done in this life and what others have done in this life, in this moment, in this situation, taking such a personal responsibility for the actions and the reactions, Krishna starts to point Arjuna back to his self um, in the yogic in the yogic tradition, the self with a capital S is this supreme self, an impersonal self um, that is uh, eternal and does not succumb to the same laws and confines that the personal self does. So your supreme self is the Atman and is the self that is timeless and wears your personality and wears your body in a lifetime like a piece of clothing and then discards it once this lifetime is over and the self carries on. And Krishna says to Arjuna, look, why are you so upset in your life in this circumstance that you find yourself in? You don't even know who you are. So why are you so worried about the outcomes of your actions? without even considering who or what you really are. And he goes on this big journey of explaining what the self is and where Arjuna should be more focused and um, interested in is in his self, not in the fruits of the actions of the person in time. So this is more, this is as important for our time than ever before because we are human beings who are obsessed with our actions and our goals and our outcomes. And we're also obsessed with what we perceive other people are doing as well in and around us. We're, we're so focused on also um, the people in our lives that they should be also acting in a certain way. So we have these this really strict and contracted feeling around our own activity and what we achieve and also other people's activity around us and how it affects us. And this again is living from the surface of our lives and only only interacting with our life from this understanding that what we really are is a person instead of that what we really are is all that is experiencing itself as a person which is something that we go into um, really clearly in the podcast episode called The Foundational Teaching. So I recommend to listen to that one to get a really good idea about how consecration works. That's definitely the foundations of this. So go back and listen to that if you need to. So how do we actually practice this movement from only believing that we're a person and being so attached to the fruits of our actions and the outcomes and the circumstances in our life? How do we move from that into a deeper recognition of our sacred self and a deeper stability from knowing that what we really are cannot be wet by water and cannot be dried by wind and cannot be burnt by fire, which is one of the um, descriptions that 
Krishna gives about our Supreme Self. How can we actually practice um, this knowing and how can it be useful for us? Well, this is called consecration. Um, it's a name that I've heard from one of my yoga schools where we've practiced um, an actual technique of integrating this deep self-realization and this deep knowing into the daily activities. And like I said, this, this was taught to me as one of the most relevant forms of spiritual practice I could do. But in my own experience, it's become, it's become a yogi secret weapon and it's, and it's become this profound tool for integrating um, spirituality into daily life. And not just so that I can do my spiritual practice while I'm eating my food or running my business, but actually as a way of deconditioning the stress that comes from daily life activity. So every time we do an activity, there is a stress, not a bad stress, but there's a residue of that action. And there's there's a, a constriction and a focusing towards an action that leads to, there's a byproduct there. There's a residue from every single activity. And in the mystical sense, we could say there's a karma that has accrued or um, has accumulated based on that activity. So how can we move through our lives without accumulating more karma, without accumulating more sense of personal responsibility? And not just how to remove that sense of personal responsibility, but also, like I said, how to actually deepen your spiritual practice in your daily life. It couldn't be more relevant and important for any other time on this planet as it is now, because at this time, we really do need to act in the world to ensure our safety and our inclusion and to make sure that we're um, supporting others and supporting ourselves as we move through our life. Activity is really important. And if there's this secret way or this superpower way of acting in the world without accumulating more stress and without reducing the efficiency of our spirituality and in fact actually amplifying it well that would just be the best thing ever wouldn't it be so let me share with you this technique now about consecration so stay tuned and in the next episode I'm going to explain how to actually do a consecration practice. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Functional Spirituality. If you'd like access to more free training, please search Functional Spirituality on Facebook, join the free group, and that's where I'll be offering another free meditation workshop coming soon. <music>